But in today's video, I've got my review of the newly released Air 3. Hello beautiful internet family, my name is Dan Davis and I'm the creative director here at danstube.tv as well as the Fearless Drone Academy which is the ultimate online drone course for beginners and if you do want to become a Fearless Drone Pilot make sure to use the code danstube over on fearlessdrone.academy to save some money and become a Fearless Drone Pilot. So this is the Air 3 with the newly released RC2 and it is very exciting to be a drone lover in this day and age because we're just getting so many options from DJI, they're just pumping us full of different options and the Air 3 is a standout. This guy has so much going on for it and it could be the right upgrade for a lot of people out there. If you've been holding out, you saw the Mavic 3 come out and the Mavic 3 Pro and you were like, oh, it's a bit too expensive, can't justify it and you were just kind of holding out, I think this could be the one for a lot of people. If you are based in Australia, then I actually do have an exclusive drone bundle for my audience. Go over to the D1 Store's website and check out my exclusive Air 3 bundle. I will have a link below over there. But when we look at the Air 3, this guy right here, it is a beautiful piece of technology with a dual camera system on the front here. We've got that omnidirectional obstacle avoidance, meaning it can avoid in all directions. It's even got A-Pass 5.0 and Active Track 5.0, which we saw on the Mavic 3 series. So it's a very advanced piece of machinery. It's a lot smaller than the Mavic 3 Pro. Like when we hold this guy up, that's unfolded. And like the Mavic 3 Pro is a larger system. It weighs a lot more. When we look at the Air 3, it's a 720 gram system. It's a lot more condensed, but it is an impressive piece of technology. So the dual camera system we're getting here is a wide angle 24 millimeter equivalent. We're also getting that medium telephoto, which is a 17 millimeter equivalent. Both are one over 1.3 inch CMOS sensors. So the same system that we actually saw on the medium telephoto system on the Mavic 3 Pro here. And it's also the same like specs when you say one over 1.3 as the Mini 3 Pro. It's hard to tell if it is the exact same because I feel like this is definitely a lot more of an advanced system when you actually start to use it, but it is that one over 1.3 inch CMOS sensor on both of the systems here, both the wide and that medium tele system. So the 24 millimeter wide angle system does have an aperture of 1.7, which is the same as the Mini 3 Pro. And then when we look at that medium telephoto system, which is the same as the Mavic 3 Pro, it is an f-stop of 2.8. But the thing that's really nice is they actually work perfectly together. So regardless if you're using the wide or whether you're kind of zooming into something with that three times medium telephoto, it looks great and you can use the image nicely. You know, like it's not a major difference when you kind of zoom in, you're like, well now I have to edit everything significantly or they just don't look the same. You don't have that issue at all. They definitely blend nicely. And you can see it in a lot of the whale footage that I've got. That's me using that three times 70 millimeter equivalent and everything looks awesome. I even captured 4K at 100 frames per second and it just looked fantastic. You know. It didn't limit me. I wasn't, you know, not allowed to use 4K 100 because I'm using the medium teller. It just did the job for me and it did a great job. Both camera systems can capture 4K up to 60 frames per second. So interestingly, if we look at the Air 2S, that has a one inch sensor, so a larger sensor, and it can actually capture 5.4K up to 50 frames per second. So kind of interesting that that's an option, but you're not getting the two camera systems here. And I will actually say that you're not really noticing a major difference when you compare the two. Like I would say that the Air 3 is still a 
fantastic offering, if not a better option because you're getting those two different focal points. And 4K60 is phenomenal. It does the job in all sorts of scenarios and it is a great camera system. The fact that you can punch in between the two and they look very, very similar. Like I mentioned before, you are getting 4K up to 100 frames per second in slow-mo. It works on both systems. You're also getting 1080p up to 200 frames per second if you want to go even slower. But the 4K 100 is very, very nice. I'm quite the fan of that one. So overall, the camera is great. Like it's what you would expect, really advanced, does a great job, all scenarios, great in low light, just a standout camera system. And the fact that you get the two cameras really does bring out a whole new creative playground for a lot of people out there. The max video bitrate is 150 megabits per second. So fantastic for most scenarios. And because it is the wide angle and as well as that medium telephoto system, you are getting the wide angle, which is one times the one times zoom. It's just kind of the default. And then you've got the three times medium telephoto, which is that 70 millimeter equivalent. But you also can play around with digital zoom. So if you're in that three times option in the medium telephoto, you can then punch into nine times with digital zoom. Definitely becomes a little less usable, a little more pixelated at that point. But if you really need to, like I think it's more helpful for scouting out an area. Like you can just punch into nine times, scout out an area, take it back to three times and then fly over there. I think that's the kind of scenario that makes the most sense. But you can use nine times digital zoom if you really want to. So both camera systems can capture 48 megapixel or 12 megapixel stills. The photos look great, the videos look great. All the options you have available to you are fantastic. I'll tell you about some of the other exclusive features very soon. But just when we talk about like the overall build quality and the flight performance, the build quality of the Air 3 is phenomenal as you would expect. Like you're probably not surprised. It's a really well-built drone, very solid, very sturdy, 720 grams. So, you know, beautiful kind of weight point. It's not crazy heavy to hold, but it does handle the sky really well. Very confident in the sky, can handle any wind condition. And it's just a great flight experience at this point, but that's kind of expected from DJI. It's always a fantastic flight experience. Nothing, you know, off about this one. It just flies beautifully in the sky. Build quality is great. Flight performance is great. And then the battery life is insane. 46 minutes of flight time with the Air 3. Very, very impressive stuff. And probably one of the big reasons why a lot of people want to upgrade. That battery life is a big calling card for a lot of people. With 46 minutes on a drone that has two camera systems, omnidirectional avoidance in all sorts of directions, and a bunch of other things that I'll get into very soon. So with that omnidirectional obstacle avoidance, as the name suggests, it avoids in every single which direction that you need it to avoid. Active Track 5.0 with A-Pass 5.0. So that means that the drone can actually change the direction that it's tracking a subject from. Really impressive stuff and it can avoid literally anything that you chuck at it. So that's always a nice thing. And the fact that you get that extra flight time means that you can just push it to its limits. You really do get a lot out of this system. You also get the waypoints offering, which I was not expecting, but very, very happy to see on the Air 3. So that's what we saw on the Mavic 3 series. We're getting the same waypoint system here. It's not a dumbed down offering. It's the same very advanced waypoint offering on the Air 3 and it does a great job. Very impressed with that. We also get cruise control, which is a cool feature that we saw on the Mavic 3 series. I do love that. You can actually set, you know, the speed of like the increase as well as moving to the side, as well as like lifting up or, you know, going down or moving back and going up, like whatever direction that you're going in and whatever inputs you're putting in, straight when you press that cruise control, it will lock that movement and continue in the multiple directions you put it in. So that's really, really handy. It's not just a gimmick. It's actually a very useful feature, which a lot of people I don't think are utilizing enough of on the Mavic 3. We do see that on the Air 3 as well as the waypoints. Also getting the night mode as well as master shots and like I said the more advanced active track 5.0 the other cool thing is that you do get vertical video cropping options so the camera system doesn't rotate like we saw on the mini 3 pro but you can capture 2.7k up to 60 frames per second and 1080p up to 60 frames per second it basically just crop 
that's the image. But it's really cool because you still get to see either side of the image. So if you're flying, you still get like the full perspective, but it just kind of highlights the area that's actually in the filming zone. That's very handy. I got a few clips of the whales. Very handy to use that. A little bit limited. You can't do the 4K. You can't do like slow motion options, but you can go up to 60 frames per second at 2.7K. You can slow that down if you really want to. So it is a nice option, especially if you are into your social media game. Just gives you the extra option to do that on the Air 3. And then I have been impressed with the new RC2. I actually love the original DJI RC. This system here feels very similar, but the thing that's nice is we're getting the 32 gigabyte internal storage, which is handy to have if you want to save anything onto the controller. I use it a lot of the time for screen recording, very handy for my tutorials. But the other thing that's a big standout here is we're finally getting the actual antennas. So instead of having it built into the system, it now means that we can adjust the antennas to improve the range and the signal strength. A big calling card for me, and I absolutely love that. And then probably one of the best things, one of the things that the RC struggled with a bit is the actual performance. Like the touchscreen is so much more responsive on the RC2. It's a lot more snappy and definitely an improvement over the original RC. The other really impressive thing is that the Air 3 has OcuSync 4. So you're getting the most advanced OcuSync offering with up to 20 kilometers of range. You're getting 1080p, 60 frames per second directly to the controller. Very reliable and impressive to see this in action. You should never fly out of line of sight, but to be able to have that extra, I guess, security blanket if you are in a built up area, you're not gonna have any issues with range. And both of these together are a really nice combo. I love using these two together. So honestly, the Air 3 is a big upgrade. There's a lot of exciting features here, a lot of upgrades. And I think for a lot of people, this is one of the best upgrades. If you've been holding out for a long time for that right time to get that next drone, I think the Air 3 could be the one for you. The advancements to the obstacle avoidance, the multiple camera systems, you know, the, the fact that you're getting an improved battery life waypoint, you're getting all these pro features in a drone that's smaller than the Mavic 3, a lot cheaper than the Mavic 3 and Mavic 3 Pro. I think it's just a perfect option for a lot of people out there. So let me know your thoughts in the comments below. I really hope this helped you out and I will talk to you in the next video. Peace.